Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Provocative discussion, intelligent analysis, and fearless comment. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. It's the morning after the morning before, isn't it? So thank you very much indeed for joining me here on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show here uh, with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer. Um, yeah, we uh, we are now out of, well, knowing we're going to be out of a lockdown on December the 2nd, but we're going to go back into... <laughs> Oh, really, to all intents and purposes. I mean, if you're not allowed to meet someone in your own home and you're not allowed necessarily to, to go to the pub and meet anybody or whatever, that's kind of a lockdown, isn't it? Yeah, most of the country is in tier two or tier three as of uh, December the 2nd. 99% of England in the tougher two tiers. Bearing in mind, they're not really tiers one, two and three. They're kind of tiers one, three and four to all intents and purposes. But a lot of anger yesterday uh, when it emerged just after 11 o'clock, actually, and the government websites, uh, which parts of the country were going to be placed in tier three and indeed many in tier two who'd expected to be in tier one a large parts of the country where in rural areas uh, where they barely had a case at all uh, being placed under the toughest restrictions understandable anger from a lot of people understandable anger even uh, particularly from hospitality where an awful lot of the bars and restaurants who would be desperate to uh, to reopen saying actually the restrictions on households meeting even in tier three mean frankly it's not even worth the there while. So we're going to be talking about all of that. I tell you what, never before on a Friday have I needed to hear this next voice more. Uh, let's welcome uh, comedian Dave Chon, who's going to be joining me all this morning. Good morning to you, Dave. Good morning. Oh, it works every time. Every single time. <laughs> it does it. I just feel I just feel a little bit calm, a little bit better. I've been told off quite a lot on um, on text messages from people saying, stop moaning all the time. I don't genuinely. I think people who aren't moaning right now. I think there's something wrong with them. I think they. I mean, frankly, I'd love a little bit of whatever that is they're taking in the morning because they must be on some good drugs if they are not uh, unhappy with what is going on. We've got a government. I mean, it it is. It almost defies belief that people talk about a circuit breaker. Oh, well, now it's not a circuit breaker because it's a four-week lockdown and it's two weeks later than Keir Starmer wanted. So therefore, of course, apparently it wouldn't work because apparently that's how circuit breakers and lockdowns work. But we are, most of the country is in a tougher tier now than they were before the lockdown that was brought in because we're told that the tiers didn't work. And now we're told the tiers do work, but they didn't work last time, but they really did because we didn't really need lockdown. I mean, can you keep up with it? I, I absolutely can't. And I never think that a Black Friday would relate to the emotional state of the country rather than the retail sector. I mean, it, there was so much promise, wasn't there, about what was going to happen after things were going to And You know, if we got this right, it'd be great. And we could go back to pubs, bars, restaurants and theatres. But I think the only panto that people are going to be seeing this year is in Westminster. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say there was a, uh, a, a wonderful uh, a point being made by uh, no comedian, you know, Jeff Norcutt, who, who has said yesterday, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, really loses its USP when the contestants have more liberty than 99% of the country. 
I mean, why, why, why am I watching people locked up in a castle, able to, you know, see each other? They're, they're able to actually, like, you know, have a meal with someone from a separate household. I mean, lucky them. <laughs> I think this year the Queen's speech on Christmas Day is just going to be Her Majesty crying and downing a <laughs> bottle of gin. There is nothing to look forward to. Well, there is. I mean, there is Christmas to look forward to when we get to kill our grandparents, apparently, because Chris Whitty uh, yesterday, the chief medical officer, he was asked, and, and Patrick Valance as well, they were asked, you know, what, you know, whether you know what they were going to do at Christmas. I mean, Chris Whitty, I mean, to be fair, he, he basically just made everyone else feel terrible about themselves because he said he was actually going to work on the wards uh, during uh, during Christmas Day. I mean, you may as well have just sort of just to slapped us all down. I mean, all credit. I mean, you know, all credit to the guy. Uh, but he asking, you know, are you going to be hugging your, you know, your your grandparents? I'm sure he doesn't have grandparents. I'm probably parents, but would you? And he said, no, I wouldn't hug grandma if you want them to survive to be hugged again. Which sort of the, the, basically the idea is, okay, we're going to give you the freedom, but don't use it. And now I completely understand that you know you you want to get together with family members over Christmas, but you know, be very careful. Try and do as much outdoors. Don't sit in the same small room. Keep windows open. I mean, I, I mean, everyone's been mocking Nicholas on the whole don't share serving spoons but one of the main reasons why people uh, get ill on uh, cruise liners is because they go to the buffet and they share serving spoons so i mean annoyingly she's actually right on that one but um but the thing is we're being told you can have this freedom but don't use it yeah it was such a bizarre press conference i mean like the take-home message is boris johnson saying your tear is not your destiny like he's <laughs> auditioning for a lead role in game of thrones and <laughs> i i I found the whole thing so absurd and the BBC has now become the, the Boris Broadcasting Corporation. And the thing that annoys me the most about these continuous uh, press conferences is that I, I haven't been able to see Flog It in about four months. <laughs> and I just wish we would move forward so we can get back to proper daytime TV. Yeah, I have to say, it's, it's when my, my poor child walks in from school and the you know, netball and after school classes and things and she walks in. I mean, at least it's not every day uh, like it used to be having those press conferences but she walked in and, oh here we go another press conference sit, sit, sits on the sofa next to me and then and then a few minutes in those dreaded words and now let's go to Robert Peston at which point my 14, <laughs> my 14 year old went I swear not a lie she goes oh no <laughs> there's, a, there's a drinking game you can do with Robert Peston you've got to continuously drink for the amount of time that he talks I, I mean I wouldn't be able to get up in the morning <laughs> No, I think that's that's you in a coma. I've never heard a man make so many statements Just... and then finish with some asinine quote that's meant as a question. I mean, oh, it's it's genuinely painful. But the thing I find really painful this pre this press conferences and people keep saying to people, "Why don't you get one?" I go, "I think we all know why, folks." Um, but but it it is extraordinary. The the first few questions are always equivalently along the lines of. Oh, are you sure about that, Prime Minister? Oh, aren't you going to kill lots of people if you do that, Prime Minister? Oh, well, you know, why have you not put more people in Tier 3, Prime Minister? That's always the tone. I never hear anyone, and the amount of times I'm just tweeting madly, will one journalist please ask, what is the evidence for you doing this? And they never ask that. I, I mean, it's almost like the entire mainstream media in this country has just given up being journalists.
Well, it's it's always like, let's go over to Beth Rigby from Sky. And she's like, yeah, this COVID stuff's really nice, but let's talk about Brexit. And they're always talking about other things. And I just kind of think that, that this is a really dangerous territory that we're yeah. getting into. Because when people stop watching this and listening yeah. to this, then I think compliance is going to be a huge issue. And I think it is going to be huge. I think people are getting very angry. That's the only thing. And like, I don't I don't endorse people breaking the law. I'm not saying that. But um, I, I do. I and mean, again, I think that's very difficult when you, you know, if you, I think the vast majority of us, you know, we're law abiding citizens. We want to do the right thing. We're not doing anything to take it, you know, any risks with our or anyone else's health. But there comes a point when, when, when the law becomes such an ass. When, when you, when you are sitting there being lied to by people who you should trust, and you mm. should be able to trust the prime minister, whether you voted for them or not, and you should be able to trust the chief medical officer and the chief scientific advisor. And I remember early on in this when I was in lockdown at home and I had my COVID, and people go, "Oh well, you know, I don't believe anything Valance and Witty said." And I'm like, "Oh my god, look at the qualifications these people have. These guys are eminent in their fields. I absolutely, you know, absolutely trust them." And I'm. I am genuinely, especially as a GP's daughter, the fact that I'm now questioning what people like these guys are saying, I'm not questioning it because they, if you are willing to stand up there next to the Prime Minister when he lies to us, that 4,000 a day fear-mongering, that, uh, that uh, um, you know, two, um, the, 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 the 50,000 a day tests, infe- you know, infection uh, rate, uh, which Patrick Vallance put up as an example scenario, they know what they're doing and their scaremongering I, I consider to be I mean, so unacceptable. I mean, I mean, sackable as far as I'm concerned. But yesterday we had more of it. It was more about how mass testing. So um, London, Liverpool uh, and, and some other major cities escaped being in tier three, while so many other, I mean, Greater Manchester, Birmingham. I mean, let's just go through Greater Manchester, West Midlands, Birmingham, you know, East Midlands, Leicestershire, Nottinghamshire, the North East, Tees Valley, Staffordshire, Warwickshire, Yorkshire, and the Humber, South Yorkshire and West Yorkshire, Kent and Medway and the Bristol area all, all stuck in tier three. We're told that Liverpool escaped because of mass testing, because again and again, it was stated yesterday that mass testing had brought down the infection rate. Okay, this is provably a lie. And I can, if anyone wants to see it, I can show you the graphs. If you want to look at my Twitter feed, it is provably a lie. The the, um, the rates of infection in Liverpool started going down at the beginning of October. They didn't start mass testing those rapid tests until about a week into November. Okay, so so infection rates were provably, demonstrably on the government's own statistics going down a month before they did mass testing. Bearing in mind, lots of other areas outside of Liverpool also went down uh, when they had mass testing, but didn't have the mass testing. So it is an absolutely nonsense and provably untrue claim for them to make that claim. And yet there we are, press conference, national television, probably what, 15 million people watching that. And and that gets and that and that and that will stand as a fact, and it's provably untrue. I wish that they would just be honest with the country and do it like the football, or do it like the darts. Just have a map of the UK there, and they're just chucking darts. I mean, to be, fair, it, there, to be fair, to be fair, it'd be a more accurate way of doing it. I mean, that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's that's the suspicion. I mean, we're going to be talking to uh, Damien Green, who's an MP in Kent. Um, we spoke to him earlier in the week, and um, he's absolutely furious because, of course, you know, a very rural area. They've not got high rates where he, he is, and yet they've been lumped in. And that's and that's happened again in like, areas around Bristol. And lots and lots of places have got the same thing. Lots of Staffordshire, very low cases, but Stoke-on-Trent has got high cases. Um, it, the reality is an awful lot of this is just throwing darts at a dartboard, isn't it? Yeah, or if you've got an Andy Burnham in your region, you know, as this was announced, I could hear him sort of ruffling oh. up and getting his parker. Yeah, yeah, and that just... anorak that anorak has been pulled on, hasn't it? Yeah, 
absolutely. No, and, and, it's, and it's interesting. Andy Burnham has pointed out yet yeah, that the, um, the the mayors who play ball, the Steve Rotherham of Liverpool, uh, who apparently co- I mean, and, the, and the government is saying like I think Matt Hancock said uh, the mayors who cooperate with the government, um, uh, you know, basically you get to be in a lower tier. We're told that mass testing is the route out. I don't know how testing people stops people getting infections. I mean, there's no proof. There's no proof that that is the case. Um, so this is a little bit of a worry. Are you going to have to get mass tested before you're out of your tier? The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10.